Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to Bet the Edge here on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. Happy holidays. Thanks for being with us. With Drew Densick, he is back today. I'm your host, Sarah Perlman. And coming up, the NHL is also back. Now, after an extended layoff due to COVID, the league is dropping the puck tonight. Matt Bernier is coming on to let us know where he sees plus money value on the board for those three games tonight. And it is a crazy week for College Bowl. Zach Kruger is here to help us gain an advantage on some notable matchups. And of course, we have our edge of the day. Those are our best bets coming up at the end, plus so much more right here on Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet. Drew, you were traveling yesterday, took the show off. Matt Bernier filled in, gave us a winner. I'll talk to him when we bring him on to break down some NHL later. But nonetheless, how was your Christmas? Of course, how was your Christmas? How was your travel back to the wonderful LAX? How are we doing? Oh, we're doing great. Really, I just couldn't ask for a better NFL weekend. Really, put a bow on that with the Miami Dolphins winning last night. That was thank a goodness huge. for week sixteen. Huge. That was much needed. You know, my biggest positions ultimately were the Bengals, the Bills, and the Dolphins this weekend, all three with flying colors. So huge sigh of relief there. And yeah, the NBA is carrying on. If you haven't been following the COVID uh, absences and these 10-day players, we're seeing some pretty heavy trending to the over in a lot of these games. Refs also being a little bit more aggressive, calling free throws, calling fouls, and giving guys free throws. It may be the way that the players are playing defense. It may just be lack of team defense. It may just be everybody's trying to get their you know spot in the you know they have their chance to really uh, you know show out and score some points and get a get a contract extension. But whatever the case is, keep an eye on those NBA. Okay, noted. Well, we'll get back to the NBA in just a little bit. Let's talk about the NFL. Looking at week 17, yesterday we saw the Miami Dolphins now win their seventh game in a row. They ended up playing the Saints 20-3, to the under game home. Thank you for that. Ian Book obviously not able to move the ball quite well in his debut in the National Football League. But nonetheless, now Miami seriously has a chance about uh, making the playoffs. They're getting three points at Tennessee. We're looking ahead to week 17. Drew, what did you learn last night from that game, and how are you now going to attack the Miami Dolphins moving forward? 
Well, the Miami Dolphins have a defense, and it is yep. scary. <laughs> that did, that was more even than just on Ian Book. That defense stepped up. They're playing great. A lot of the young players that Brian Flores has coached up are making an enormous impact across that defensive line, especially. They have exactly the right matchup to take A.J. Brown out of this game. If A.J. Brown is even 100% or close to it, that really is going to put the onus here for this matchup against Tennessee on the arm of Ryan Tannehill. He's going to have to get it done with the second, third options. He's going to have to evade the pressure and he has not done that well this year so i think this is a great opportunity for miami to continue their winning ways and if you can get them at the th plus three and a half right now i think that is a tremendous bet i do like the miami dolphins plus three and a half i was surprised to not see more money on this game coming in last night towards the end yep. of the of the saints game the miami dolphins defense that's something we talked about all the way for week one they did not show up the first half of the season they're legit they're real. They've only actually allowed 20 points one time during this seven-game win streak that they're on. So surely the Miami Dolphins getting to Ryan Tannehill, putting pressure on the quarterback, that's what they've done. I like Miami getting three and a half as well. Another game I want to talk about here that I think there might be a little bit of value, believe it or not, in a teaser option. I'm not laying the six and a half. We're talking about Green Bay here, Drew. Playing Minnesota, there's a few reasons I like this game. I know it hasn't touched seven for quite a few reasons, and if it does, I'm sure that'll come back to six and a half. Green Bay very much still playing for something. They can secure the number one seed in the NFC. So I don't think they're going to come out flat footed rather against this Vikings team, despite having already won the NFC North. I think they have advantages across the field and they're playing really well, not to mention they're at this game rather is in Lambeau at Lambeau field. So for me, having the home field advantage, Minnesota now on the road, playing Green Bay, playing for the one seed, they could secure that with a few other things going their way and getting a win against the Vikings. I love this in a teaser option. I'll be talking Talking about that later in the week, just getting them down to half a point, getting the victory. I think this will be a nice revenge spot for having lost to the Vikings back in week 11. I couldn't agree with you more. And on top of that, this is an enormously important game for Green Bay to win because no team needs home field advantage. No team needs the buy more than the Green Bay Packers. If the road to the Super Bowl goes through Lambeau and your realistic contenders are the Dallas Cowboys, the Rams, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Believe me, you have a massive advantage if you are Green Bay bringing those teams to you on extra rest as opposed to going on the road and playing those guys. And so this is huge. Green Bay, absolutely nothing. You know, they've, they've, they've been playing it a little close lately. A couple of squeakers that they the teaser leg got home last week. <laughs> I was just gonna <laughs> say, you know, some things went my way for my teaser with them and the Colts. How to sweat it out, how to sweat it out. A mixed a missed extra point there saved the day for the minus one and a half on the teaser as they played last week against the Cleveland Browns. But that's why I like them in a teaser. Maybe they'll let the, the Minnesota Vikings back in or the Minnesota Vikings start off hot. I like Green Bay to win this game. And we talked about it last week, the Colts and Green Bay. Two of the best teams in terms of covering the spread in a six-point teaser on the closing line. So Green Bay in a teaser option, my favorite look, because they've been playing, as you said, a little too close to games for comfort here, Drew. <laughs> yeah, and you know, hopefully for all of us who have Matt LaFleur Coach of the Year tickets, Green Bay gets it done, gets 14-3, and three, only team in the NFL with the with the possibility of getting 14 wins which would be great for his coach of the year candidacy although keep an eye on brian flores and the miami dolphins that guy what a job he's done 
serious, serious push for coach of the year. Don't have a bet on him. Jess star Matt LaFleur. We took quite a few weeks ago, seven to one. I'm going to take a look at those numbers now though, after the show and take a look at Brian Flores. I'm sure his odds have skyrocketed. Okay. We are headed down the backstretch of the NFL season and the NBC sports predictor at powered by points bet has you covered with Sunday night seven. We're giving you a shot to win $1 million every Sunday night throughout the rest of the regular season. It's free and easy to play. So predict what will happen between the Vikings and Packers for a chance to win. Download today from your app store or visit NBCSports.com slash predictor. Well, 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 we bring in our next guest, Matt Bernier, who comes on the show yesterday, <laughs> fills in, gives out a winner for a race eight Santa Anita on a Monday afternoon. Charge cash. How about that, Matt? Yeah, you know, I think we got a little bit screwed on the price. I thought we were going to get something a little bit better than the two to one, but a win's a win. And oddly enough, the race in Santa Anita was run in a rainstorm. They they ran in the slop. It's been unfortunate the weather that some of you folks in Southern California have had to deal with lately. And it, it sounds like it's only going to continue. They actually proactively canceled racing on Thursday at Santa Anita. But another story for another day. We'll take a winner and... I wish tonight's hockey slate was a little more comforting, but we'll we'll make the most of a less than stellar situation. Well, there's three games on the ice tonight. Let's let's get into these. Because of the COVID situation, yes, they've now come back to play, but it's still a disaster, as you're saying. We don't really know exactly who's playing, who will be out, but nonetheless, the Lightning playing the Canadians. And I looked at the puck line earlier this morning, just because prior to the break they took due to COVID throughout the holidays, these teams were headed in such different directions. The Lightning, 8-1 and one in their last nine games, and the Canadians really struggled 1-7 and seven in their last eight games. But because of what we're talking about with play availability and struggling to find value I'm more kind of curious your advice handicapping this game and on a broader scale the other games on the ice tonight well let's start with this one you know initially coming into the day I looked at it and thought well if, if Vasilevsky gets to start for Tampa you're dealing with two skeleton crews Tampa's going to be shorthanded but Montreal's team just is decimated by both injuries and COVID so it really felt like a great opportunity to try to push up on that puck line or even take another step especially when the odds started to shift a little bit this morning, the puck line had moved all the way down to 125 for Tampa, minus 125. So I started looking around a little bit more. Minus two and a half ended up being plus 160. I thought maybe that would be the way that I was going to go. But now it sounds like you're going to have one or the other of a couple of goaltenders for Tampa coming from the AHL. I'm not thrilled about laying two and a half goals <laughs> with an American Hockey League goaltender in net, even if it is a ragtag bunch for Montreal. So this is just one of those games where you take a look at it at top to bottom. Yeah. Tampa is a much better team. I don't think anybody's going to argue that it's a rematch of last year's cup final, but it's really difficult for me to sit here and offer up any, any real opinion with any conviction, because I still don't know who's going to play for either of these two teams. And you're still going to be taking the worst of it from a price standpoint, if you back the better team overall, which is Tampa. So Initially, I was thinking we were going to go with the lightning and really kind of press up some of the bigger uh, spreads, but instead be a, a pass for me this evening. Okay, fair enough. Well, from last year, a rematch of last year's Stanley Cup final to, oh, by the way, the preview of this year's Stanley Cup final, which you gave us right before the COVID pause, great win on the lightning over the Vegas Golden Knights. And the Vegas Golden Knights returned to action against the LA Kings 
tonight, and they're a prohibitive favorite at minus 150. Now, the Golden Knights, they have some offense, but this team is leaky on the back end, and they give up some some pretty suspect goals, I would have to say. Do you think that gives the Kings an opportunity here as a uh, plus 130 dog to potentially get the win? Yeah, I, I really think, Drew, from a price standpoint, the Kings tonight at plus 125 or plus 130, that would be the way to go in here. That would be a lean for me because... To your point, Vegas, while they've got the firepower, they've got a number of their key players sidelined. You take a look at NBCSportsEdge.com in the plus section. You know, Pacioretty, Stone, and Petrangelo, they're all listed as sideline. TBD, if they're going to play tonight, they're three of their better offensive players. And on the defensive side of things, they've long had issues preventing quality goal-scoring chances. And at least last year, it felt like Marc-Andre Fleury was able to bail them out in some really bad situations. Well, he's no longer there, and Robin Leonard has been their number one. But to be honest, you take a look at Leonard's stats throughout the entirety of the year, he's been pretty mediocre at best. I actually think they're better off with Laurent Brossois at this point, who's their backup. He's got better numbers throughout the season. And not to mention that Leonard is a game-time decision tonight with what's deemed a lower body injury, only the NHL. Lower body, upper body. We're not going to get specific (laughs) on what what the ailment is, but – I think this is a nice opportunity, especially if Jonathan Quick goes in net for the Kings, just because, again, we talked about him a few weeks ago. He's had a bit of a re- reemergence here this year. Felt like he was really on the back nine, trending the wrong direction over the past couple seasons. He's really put it together and played solid hockey this year. So I think if you're just looking at it from a price standpoint, I've got the two teams separated by about a quarter of a goal in favor of Vegas, but purely based on the numbers and the odds, I, I think the Kings tonight at plus 125 or plus 130 would be the way to go. Yeah, I do like taking a look at some of these underdogs on the slate tonight just because that layoff they had could cause a little trouble just getting back after that break. So we might as well ask you about the last game on the ice today as the NHL comes back after the COVID delay. Arizona and the Sharks. This is a big favorite right now. San Jose minus 216 on the money line. The Coyotes plus 170. I know you like the plus money plus money option with the LA Kings in the prior game. But this one, of course, curious to get your opinion, given the situation of these two teams, these two teams playing after this layoff. I'm always looking for for plus money situations. Now, the Arizona Coyotes, unfortunately, they're not one of them. You go through, you take a look at the entirety of the league. I have them, to no one's surprise, rated the worst team in the NHL. But the the most impressive piece about how bad they are, I have them a half goal worse than Montreal, who is second worst who is a half goal worse than the Islanders, who's third worst. So effectively, Arizona's in no man's land. They're they're really, really bad. And I go through and look and go, uh, San Jose, they're not a spectacular team top to bottom, but James Reimer is scheduled to go tonight, assuming nothing crazy happens. He's put together a really nice season. He's got a 199 goals against and a 936 save percentage. I think that's an opportunity anyway to look at it and say, the one surefire thing we know about tonight, assuming he does go, is you're going to have one of the best goalies in the entire league getting the start against the worst team in the league by a long shot. I think maybe you want to take a look at the puck line, say the Sharks, maybe they're not going to score a ton of goals, but I think they should cover one and a half. Right now that's listed at plus 115 over on points bet. That would be my lean in this game. And I'm not going to talk anybody off a plus 170 money line with the Coyotes, but I just want to illustrate how badly they've played all year. You couldn't give me a price big enough to really be enticed to take a shot. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) I might, I might take a little goals under a team, team total under on the uh, on the Coyotes. Maybe they get shut out there, or ooh, a little EPL throwback. We'll do a San Jose wins to nil. Bet you that's a, I like I bet that. you that's a market mm-hmm. somewhere. 
I like that. All right. Well, it's going to be a fun weekend of horse racing at Santa Anita, regardless. A lot of people in town for the Rose Bowl, obviously, and the Rose Parade on New Year's Day. Weather looking great, obviously, for as always. For New Year's Day in Southern California is always absolutely beautiful. So looking forward to you. You got any early leans in the, the Robert J. Frankel Stakes? Great three running this weekend at Santa Anita? I have, I have not looked at the overnight just yet. The The weather situation is still an unknown. I guess it depends how much rain you guys end up getting because I don't think the races will come off the turf like they did on opening day, which is typically it's the day after Christmas. It's a big day at Santa Anita. Unfortunately, they couldn't run their races on the grass. With the amount of rain it sounds like you guys are in for, the turf, I would say, is going to take a beating. I don't think the races will come off yet, but that could dramatically affect how the horses run. Some horses really appreciate firm, firm turf. And a lot of the East Coast horses that ship out there do that specifically for that reason. They may not end up getting that this weekend. So got to kind of wait a few days and see what the weather looks like and just how soft that grass is going to be. Drew, you're kind of closer to LA. Text Matt the weather as you see it coming in. Matt, <laughs> we'll get the plays from you and give them to I our will. listeners. Matt's on Twitter, at Vernier underscore Matt. Make sure to check out all of his NHL plays, the handicap there with the NHL, Premier League, and the NFL on his Twitter and on NBCSportsEdge.com. Matt, thanks so much. We will talk to you very soon. Sounds good, guys. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Give the gift of NBC Sports Edge Plus this holiday season. Get 15% off annual subscriptions when you use the code HOLIDAY15 at checkout. This offer turns to coal on December 31st. So visit NBCSportsEdge.com slash Edge Plus today. And remember, all of our premium tools, fantasy, DFS, and betting tools, that's all included in that very low Edge Plus subscription. December 31st coming up. Got to get your New Year's plans soon here on the show. But we have bowl games to get to. So let's start with this. We welcome in Zach Kruger to help us break down bowl games starting in just a little bit. Noon Eastern kickoff. That's where we're going to begin for today's game. That is the Birmingham Bowl. Houston playing Auburn. And this is going to be a fascinating game as I've kind of looked at Houston getting one and a half. Late money's come in on Houston. This was two, two and a half last night. Houston's now taking on this SEC team, Zach, that's really struggled down the stretch. The Tigers ended up losing four straight. I know we remember that overtime loss against Alabama in the Iron Bowl back in November. You take that into consideration, and before Houston's loss, they were playing phenomenal before they faced Cincinnati. So who do you like in this game? Auburn laying one and a half today at noon Eastern. 
Yeah, so first of all, guys, thanks for having me on. Pleasure to see you all, talk to you all for a little bit about these bowl games. You mentioned the fact that Auburn's on a four-game losing streak. They've got a lot of other things going on outside of that. Quarterback Bo Nix, he actually suffered a broken ankle a few weeks ago. We kind of know about that because that ended up resulting in him missing the last two games of the season where quarterback TJ Finley ended up actually getting the start in that game. Over that span, Finley and the Tigers went 0-2, so they just added on to that four-game losing streak. And, and he completed 34-58 passes for 325 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. The Tigers were only averaging 22 points per game under Finley in those two starts. In addition to that, Auburn is also without cornerback Roger McCreary, linebackers Kobe McLean, and starting offensive lineman Darius Ham. They have all opted out to prepare for the 2022 NFL draft, which has been a common trend this mm. bowl season. We've got a lot of players opting out. So I look at Houston, I look at quarterback Clayton Toon. He's had a very solid season throwing for over 320 yards or, or 3,200 yards, 28 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Houston's defense has also been excellent at limiting the pass, which we know Finley and the Tigers have kind of struggled with that this year. So I like the way that Houston can get pressure. I think they have a great passing attack. Auburn has not been as stout of a pass defense. Now they're down two defensive starters. I'm going to be taking Houston at this. I had Houston plus two and a half. So I guess I want to make much sense for me to not take them at plus one and a half now. So I like I like Houston in this one. Good look. Good look. I strongly agree with you there. Curious what your thoughts are on the serve pro first responders bowl, of course, being played at Gerald J. Ford Stadium in University Park. Texas. We have a fascinating matchup here between Air Force and Louisville. I've gone back and forth on this one. I don't really have a current mm -hmm. lean one way or the other, so I could use some help because I bet every bowl game because I'm a degenerate. So what do you like? Yes. What do you like for me in the first responders bowl? <laughs> well, maybe we should start here, guys. We have oh, Air Force yes. T-shirt here. So let's start with there. I mean, I, I am Team Air Force in this game. What's interesting, you said you've been going back and forth on this game. So of the books, Air Force kind of opened as a favorite, I believe, at minus one. Then they were underdog for the majority of this week, and now they're sitting here at minus one again as we sit here and talk about the game. Fullback Brad Roberts led the Falcons with over 1,200 rushing yards. He actually led all of them out in Western rushing yards. He also had 13 touchdowns. Hazeek Daniels, again, they operate in a run-heavy offense over at Air Force, so he only had 932 passing yards. He rushed for another 698 yards. And the thing that I really like about Air Force as well, in addition to just their kind of ground and pound game, which I know bores some people, is that from an analytics perspective, you can just tell that they're very much focused on just converting first downs. They don't care if they do it on first, second, third, or even fourth down to do it. Air Force has converted on 77.5% of their fourth down conversions. That is on 31 attempts this season. That ranks as the second most in the nation behind NIU, who is also a very fourth down heavy team in terms of going for it. Air Force does get a tough matchup this week in Malik Cunningham. We know that Malik Cunningham is kind of someone who I refer to as a discount Lamar Jackson. He looks a lot like Lamar Jackson on the field just in terms of body language, play style. He's very elusive. He's a player who has contributed a lot on the ground for the Cardinals, rushing for over 1,000 yards. He's thrown for 2,700 yards. He's accounted for 37 total touchdowns for the Falcons, or for the, I'm sorry, for the Cardinals. So as, Hazy, or as Malik Cunningham goes, so go the Cardinals. The thing that I'm going to be watching for in this game is how Malik Cunningham is able to respond to a very stout out Air Force Falcons defense that ranked sixth best in success rate against at 35.7%. They're only allowing 1.8 points per drive, which ranks 33rd in the nation. So the Falcons are very good at limiting players. They tend to know how to hone in on an offense to really take away their skill sets. Louisville is also going to be without wide receiver Jordan Watkins, who led them in receiving in this game. So the books have been back and forth on Air Force. I've been capitalizing on Air Force being underdogs. I'm taking them in this game. They're now one-point favorites, so still getting in on that action as well. 
Okay. Yeah. Good for you getting them plus one and a half late money's coming all over on your t-shirt side. Air force laying one yeah. this game at three fifteen PM today. So if you follow college football and you bet college football, like Drew does every single day during the season, air force seven and two against the spread in their last nine. So they have been extremely profitable to back. Now Drew said he's at a gen. We all are. And there's more games than we're getting to <laughs> them here on this Tuesday holiday bowl. NC State playing UCLA currently, the Wolfpack laying two and a half points. I'm curious about this one, Zach, because UCLA is dealing with some COVID issues right now, and I think that's what's really pushed a lot of this line. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on how you're handling what's going on with UCLA in this game. Yeah, so with UCLA, I kind of have just been looking at the way that they've been operating. They are very much a Chip Kelly-oriented team in terms of how their offense has been performing this season. They're 16th in points per game at 36.5. They're 25th in yards per game at 445.8. In terms of overall success rate, UCLA is fine there as well. They're 14th in overall success rate, um, but are not particularly strong on the ground. And I think that that is going to be where NC State is going to perhaps have an advantage. NC State has been very good defensively in terms of success rate. They're actually ranked third at 34.1%. And they are eighth and three and out percentage, which I just think is a crazy stat. Obviously, three and out percentage, how frequently you force a team to go three and out. They're doing that on 41.5% of the drives that they're facing, which is just kind of absurd to think about. So when you combine just the fact that even though we know UCLA has been a good offensive team, they're struggling in the ground game. Also, you mentioned the COVID outbreaks and stuff like that that they're dealing with as well. So they got a couple of things going on there. I really like Devin Leary, the quarterback for NC State. I think he's performed excellent this season, 3,400 passing yards, 35 touchdowns, just five interceptions. He does not turn the ball over often. Running back Zonovan Knight's been excellent as well, rushing for 753 yards, another three scores. He catches passes as well. So when it comes to this game, I actually do like NC State here. I like them as the favorite. I'm picking them the cover, and we'll, we'll kind of see how that matches up. I think that their defense on the NC State side matches up very well with the UCLA offense. There's some big money coming in on this game and on the side you like NC State. Looking right now, NC State, 52% of the tickets on them at points bet, but that's covering 92% of the handle. Two large bets at points bet all over NC State. So somebody out there, a few people out there, love your side in this game. The whales like the wolf pack. Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, a little, couple uh, little trivia nuggets for you. Oh, gosh. On the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. This is a bowl. I'll, by the way, great fun bowl to go to. San Diego, great this time of year. If you didn't already know, Sarah, <laughs> of course, you know. They were moving it this year. They used to play it at the old Qualcomm Stadium. This is the first year of five years that they're playing it at Petco Park. Oh, so, wow, yeah. Cool, cool <laughs> venue for uh, a college football game. I don't think they've ever played a football game before at Petco, so that'll be cool to watch. But, uh, yeah, definitely worth tuning in to the Holiday Bowl. I'm fired up for that one. Final bowl on the card that I'm curious to pick your brain on, Music City Bowl. Obviously, you got a little bit of probably some home field <laughs> advantage here, maybe home crowd advantage, maybe for Tennessee playing in Music City, of course, is national tennessee what do we make of this one where tennessee is getting laying just under a touchdown versus a purdue team that has had some standout games this season a couple upsets a couple of strong performances great wide receiving core what do you make of this purdue team and their potential to derail uh, what would be a, a wonderful cap on a very solid tennessee volunteer football season yeah, so you mentioned that Tennessee is laying just under a touchdown. Now, I actually got them at minus four and a half earlier, so that was fun. That line has jumped up a little bit in recent days. 
The thing that I'm looking at with this game in particular is going to be Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker, who I just think has been a lot of fun this year. He kind of came out of nowhere. He was not the starting quarterback for Tennessee this season. That was Joe Milton. That was a very short-lived experiment. Hooker came on in week three. He ended up having a very solid game um, against like an FCS school. I think it was like Tennessee Tech or something like that. So kind of expect Hendon Hooker to do well there. But then he just continued to excel throughout the course of the regular season. He ended up throwing for over 2,500 yards, 26 touchdowns, and three interceptions. Also rushed for over 700 yards and another five scores. Uh, And then in addition to that, he has wide receiver Cedric Tillman, 931 yards on 57 receptions and nine touchdowns uh, for him. Running back Tyon Evans is opting out of this game, uh, so he will not be there. But I think as far as the offense goes for Tennessee, I think that between Hendon Hooker having his top wide receiver, I think that they're going to be fine there. Uh, overall, Tennessee has just been very good on you know with with Hooker at quarterback, 13th in the nation in points per drive, 21st in overall success rate. Even their explosive play rate is sitting at 15.1%. That ranks 12th in the nation. So they are a big play offense who I think is going to be able to take advantage of a Purdue defense who you mentioned has, um, you know, had had some big games. Purdue overall has. Purdue is going to be without two very key players in this game. You, you mentioned uh, that they have some solid receivers. Unfortunately, wide receiver David Bell is another player who has opted out for this bowl season. Uh, David Bell was Ooh. not just a good receiver for Purdue. He is really one of the best in the nation, though. So. He ended up catching 93 passes over 1,200 yards and six touchdowns. Another fun stat that I saw is he was like top three in the nation and missed tackles force, which is a fun pro football focus stat, which is kind of, you know, obviously looks at how elusive they are and at avoiding defenders. So David Bell is out for Purdue. I think that's going to hurt. And then edge rusher George Karlaftis is also opting out to prepare for the NFL draft. He had 54 quarterback pressures, five sacks, and 35 tackles this season. I think it's going to be tough for Purdue to limit a very good Tennessee offense, who, as you said, is also getting the home field advantage, clearly playing in Nashville. I'm taking Tennessee here. I had him at minus four and a half. Uh, Obviously, minus six isn't quite the value that I was getting them at earlier on, but I still think that home field advantage, Tennessee looks to be bringing all of its key players to this one. So I will take them at minus six and trust that they can, they can get that touchdown that we need to get them over the hump here. Okay. Fun little nugget for you. If you're live betting this, or if you're second half playing this, Tennessee does not take their foot off the gas. It does not matter what the margin of victory is. They are not going to try to salt away the lead with the running game. They are going to continue to be aggressive and pass and pass and pass and pass. So laying it with the volunteers makes a ton of sense to me. Great look, Zach. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. Also, good look for the over because they don't take their foot off the gas. That's been really profitable. It's actually hit the over in all of Tennessee's last five games to finish out this season. So love the look on Tennessee and certainly seen some money coming on that over for total 64. Zach is on Twitter at ZK underscore FFB. He has all of his bowl breakdowns there on NBCSportsEdge.com. And on our YouTube channel, Zach, good luck with all of your bets for today. And thank you so much for all your insight as we are continuing along with bowl season here. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. Also, check out the NBC Sports Edge opt-out tracker online. It's out of control, the opt-out tracker (laughs) and the opt-outs happening. Okay, thanks, Zach. We appreciate it. All right, later, guys. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet. Enter this week's free NBA pick-and-roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we are highlighting matchups between the Clippers and Celtics, Lakers and Grizzlies, Knicks and Pistons. So if you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it now. Nice way to make 50G during this holiday season. Okay, Drew, I'm trying to make 50 grand and let's start with our edge of the day. Slowly but surely, we're going to get there. And that's why I rely on you for the NBA. Nice late tonight. Let's hear where you're going. 
Yeah, so uh, a lot of good games to handicap here. A lot of good angles I mentioned off the top. Keep an eye on the overs right now in the NBA, the way that the game is being officiated and some of these uh, replacement level players and their impact on the game has led to higher scoring. And the one team, one game that I had circled on this one is the Denver Nuggets, who are headed to Golden State. Golden State obviously coming off of a super, super impressive win. Christmas Day, they beat my sons, but that's okay because we are pulling for Golden State to win the Pacific. Still dogs to Phoenix, actually, at points bet. I was kind of surprised. I figured uh, Golden State would be favored to win the Pacific by now, but still a little bit underdog for the Phoenix Suns. That said, they are seven-point favorites against the Nuggets. <laughs> I know you're waiting for I that just, number. Yes. To, so you can yeah, grab I, I, I'm cheering for the Warriors to win this game, but not cover the seven points, because seven is way too many. Nikola Jokic is playing at an MVP plus level this year he was the clear mvp of the association last season and it was not close and believe it or not he has taken his game up a step which is awesome because he is super fun to watch best best center in the in the, in the uh, association and it's not close and in general i'm expecting a couple of important pieces to come back monte morris He's been kind of a, a nice cog among the uh, the guards here for a team that is somewhat lopsided in terms of their you know their second unit, and we may even get Gordon Hayward back. I'm excuse me, uh, Aaron Hayward, Aaron Gordon back in this one, which would be a nice little bonus there for the Denver Nuggets. But either way, Nikola Jokic carries this team to a closer margin than the plus seven would imply. Uh, my fair price on this one is nuggets plus five so i have taken the seven points and i would expect this one to be a very competitive game i obviously do not handicap the nba like you do in the sense of making my own models but i'll use the edge projection tools and there's been a lot of agreement on your side with the nuggets here getting the seven points i was even surprised to see the seven points pop up so i will take denver with you they have covered four to their last six as road dogs not that they are this big of road dogs quite often so the nuggets plus seven a best bet for today okay drew I needed a break from the NFL because of COVID on this Tuesday. I wanted to see how the week is shaping up. Have a few bets for later in the week. But there's a Premier League game that caught my eye that I will be watching. 3 p.m. Eastern, going to get some money in on it. Let's hear it. Okay, Leicester City, Liverpool, their total for today, three and a half goals. Three and a half goals. You might see that and think it's a lot of goals. Well, not for these two teams. Let's think about the last time these actually two teams met last week. They each scored three goals in regulation. This will now be the second time Liverpool is play, playing a – Leicester City, they haven't had a break because Liverpool, their boxing day was uh, suspended because or postponed rather because of COVID. So they are a little bit well rested. But as I said, they're playing their second consecutive game against Leicester City. I think if you think about Liverpool and what they're trying to accomplish this season, obviously have they have the advantage across the board against Leicester. But they're in this race against Man City and Chelsea, and they're trying to win the title. And all these games that they're playing against the likes of Leicester City are extremely important. Jurgen Klopp knows that he's one of the best managers you know, of all time, arguably, the way he has his team playing. And if you think about the Premier League and defensively teams that struggle, it's Leicester City across the board. There's only three other teams in the Premier League that have conceded more goals than this team. And a lot of Liverpool is extremely healthy right now. I think when you think about Jada, Salah, and, and Mane, the way they're playing, they'll be playing today against Leicester City. They're going to put up a, a ton of goals. This is not an ideal team for Leicester City. They've been struggling, just lost to Man City 6-3. to three, But their offense did come back in that game. They actually were able to come back 4-3 to three in their last game. So Leicester being able to put up a ton of goals, but defensively, extremely leaky. So for me, Liverpool is going to take advantage of this extremely weak defense. I'm taking the over 3.5 goals. That is coming up at 3 p.m. Eastern, Drew. Oh, first of all, I like how you lobbed to yourself. You said, let's hear it, and then you dunked. It was a nice little assist, yeah. assist to yeah. yourself off the backboard. That was nice. 
but yes, ultimately, I was yeah. hosting my own <laughs> edge of the day. That's how much I like this play. But all your points are fair. Last time out, Leicester allowed six goals to Manchester City. Yeah, of course, Liverpool has gone has they've scored four goals like three game three matches in a row in Premier League play all in the month of November and December. So they can get it by them damn selves, even if Leicester does not come to the table with the you know foxes foxes should contribute here but ultimately uh this is going to be a high scoring contest and i like your itch okay so we're taking the high scoring affair over three and a half goals later today leicester city playing liverpool pretty important game for liverpool as this is match day 20 i believe okay also the nuggets plus seven for tonight don't forget to go to nbcsportsedge.com also right now i recommend going to twitter for college football best bets it's on nbc sports betting twitter account we have von delzell Corey Parson and Zach Kruger, who was just on our show over there. They're live right now helping you with their best bets for the bowl game. So be sure to check that out as well. Thanks for joining us. We hope you're having a very happy holiday season. For Drew Densick, I am Sarah Perlman. We will be right back here tomorrow on Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet. Until then, best of luck with all your wages. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.